some people work in nine to five jobs, I am one of the lucky ones. Somehow I landed in the dream job. Welcome to Tales of a Luxury Yacht Chef. Hi, I'm Lisa Mead, and for the past 27 years, I've been working on luxury super yachts in the Caribbean, the Mediterranean, and my home turf of Australia. I've cooked for royalty, heads of state, celebrities, and all walks of life. I'm going to be talking to crew, past charter guests, and loads of people that are connected to the global yachting community. We're going to hear amazing fun stories and also lots of useful information and tips. So welcome aboard. Have you ever dreamed of owning your own luxury motor yacht? On this week's podcast, I'm chatting with Charmaine Asplett, owner-operator of Motor Yacht Galaxy One. Hi, Charmaine. Hi, Lisa. Good morning. Good morning to you. You're, I believe, in Sydney at the moment. Yes, getting lots of housey stuff done, which is lovely. I'm in my back garden office that we're currently renovating, so now's the time to be getting all those jobs done while we can. Now, your beautiful boat, I have actually been on in the past, I was lucky enough to be the chef for the, some previous owners of Galaxy One, and we would do six-week trips um, sailing mostly around the Whit Sunday. So when I'd come back home from the Caribbean, um, they'd call up and say, hey, do you want to come out for six weeks? And it was just beautiful, just so beautiful on that boat, gorgeous, stunning boat. But it was funny, I was telling you earlier, I, one of my favourite trips was the owners were friendly with um, the original owners of the big pineapple, which is this giant plastic <laughs> pineapple that sits on a pineapple farm here in Queensland. And as a kid, that was like one of the highlights was to go visit the big pineapple. <laughs> so, so that's it. It's from your childhood and you're just yeah. Yeah, hooked. That's so nice. It is. You knew people was- in high, knowing people in high places who know owners of big pineapples. <laughs> you know, it's, I was saying to you earlier, you know, some people get excited by celebrities and, you know, movie stars, whatever. But for me, it's the owner of the big pineapple. And he, he was thrilled that I was so excited to meet him. Oh, <laughs> that's so nice. Yeah, yeah it was. No. It was lovely. Well, but how you- lovely for you to go out for six weeks at a time. I don't, I haven't even done that yet. Not yet. Well, you've you no, got to put that on the bucket it. list. Oh, it's on the bucket list, that's for sure. Yes, yeah. maybe when um, the kids have grown up and moved out, Hubby and I will take Galaxy One back up to Sundays and spend, you know, extended time up there doing charters. That's the plan anyway. Yes, that's a great idea. Now, uh, obviously, currently you're the owners of Modi Yacht Galaxy One, but I want to just step back a bit and, and ask you what it was that you, you did originally. What was your work before the, the boating thing? Oh, children and all that I was in hospitality so I guess that's where I've drawn my skills and you know love the people contact that kind of thing so I worked in um, four and five star hotels in all the different areas uh, starting in the restaurant waitressing working my way through to the front office checking people in and out doing reservations then doing functions and marketing that kind of thing I moved out of there and went into publishing you know cards calendars Art, arty kind of related industries and then also doing PA work. So I was a personal assistant for management. So a good variety, which has helped me where I am now. Absolutely. So I apply all those skills. Yeah. Yeah, for so sure. After, and then I met my husband and, you know, we're building a family and things like that. I took time off and we had our own business, um, engineering, uh, working, raising children, doing home renovations, things like that. I did go back to work and worked in an animal shelter, which was close to home. And 
definitely um, diverse, but very, very interesting as well. And obviously, it certainly helps with what you're you're doing right now. Yeah. How, it, how did you meet Tony? Up, you know, one of those impromptu midweek nights out with the girlfriends um, <laughs> in the city, in, in Sydney. Um, my family actually lived overseas at the time in Fiji. Oh. And they, they moved when I was doing my last year of school, year 12. And I was having one of those nights where I just needed to get out. I missed my family. And, yeah, so I met Tony that night when he was with a friend also and he had just started his engineering business and they just made their first uh, sale or something to that effect and um, they were just starting there. So, yeah, it went from there. That was the beginning. That was the beginning. Wow. <laughs> uh, how, did, how did the two of you get interested in sailing? Well, Tony more so, I guess. Um, he, you know, he lived on the beach as a kid. I mean, he moved around a little bit, but he was in, you know, nippers and surf life-saving club. He was always into diving and fishing. Uh, for me, it was family holidays every year. We took, we went camping and we'd always have um, a boat in tow. So, we're, you know, boating and fishing and snorkeling for me as well. And then after Tony and I got together, we were doing more of the same pretty much. He had a little runabout boat, half cabin kind of thing. And he would take me off. We did our scuba diving course and so definitely water-based people um as much as we could yes. yeah so and I think it was always in Tony's sights he you know he was he's very very hard worker and he's a long-term thinker better than wow. me he can see the master plan ahead and he does he just keeps taking those steps and he doesn't give up and an opportunity came uh while we were running the engineering business um and having the babies and doing all those things why not just throw in a charter boat while we're there, um, yeah, and that's when we bought the 16 years ago it was, we bought, uh, bought um, the first charter boat, which is um, a power cap, a bit different end of the market, but it was an existing business. We basically learned off the previous owner who's very genuine, generous with his information and we just learned as we went, got the skills, called in on friends, they got some skills, deckhand, et cetera, and, yeah, hired other crew to help us and off we went, learned as we as we went along. Now, with that boat, was that also based at Sydney Harbour? Yep, in Sydney. We still have that boat. We have an additional. So we've got two catamarans and a luxury vessel, Galaxy One. So it's pretty busy in summer. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As, as an owner-operator, what would some of the pros and cons be, do you think? You know, you're getting to meet all, you know, different people all the time, different walks of life all the time. And it's great. I love that people contact. I love it when people come on aboard and they're just so grateful to be there and they thank us for coming on and sh- sharing our beautiful vessel with them. You know, the cons are there's always jobs to do on boats. Anyone who owns a boat knows that. Mm. There's always something to clean, um, update, maintain, fix, replace, whatever. It's just, you know, it's on the water. It's always got to have something to do. But it, but it is a lifestyle that we're trying to create for ourselves, flexibility as we have three children and, yeah, life on the water. I think it's it it's very hard work, extremely hard work. This winter, downtime, whatever, COVID or not, is when you want to maintain, get your maintenance done. You've got to pull the vessel out of the water and lots of checks from maritime and RMS, really checking every little corner of the vessel and your fire drills and this and that yeah there's a lot to maintain it's it's non-stop pretty much even in winter like I said it's a downtime you still have cruises when there's no COVID it's always still yes busy but yeah speaking of the cruises what what 
uh, what do you offer on Galaxy One? Well, at the moment, um, we're doing the very like the four four to eight hour. You know, you might have a day charter where you take your family out and they just go for swimming. We might stop at beaches, things like that, or very very popular charters are the four to six hour charters for corporates, birthdays, you know, family charters, New Year's Eve, team building events. Very flexible. I mean, it's basically a private venue. You hire it for what you need and and we help you sort out the rest. So it used to be up in the Sundays, based from Port Douglas and go to Cairns, Lizard Island, places like that, as you know, do those weekly charters where a family would come in from overseas or wherever and you'd take them around the islands and do the diving or just relaxing, have a private chef, which was very <laughs> special. Yes. Um, those kinds of things we hope to get back to if we can get up north Again, that is the master plan. But, yeah, on Sydney Harbour, it's the, it, we, we do mainly the four-hour charters for particular events, family events and what have you. Is there a minimum and maximum amount of people that can come on board the boat? We don't really have a minimum because it's um, Galaxy's got such a great layout. You, you could have two people on there and you wouldn't feel lost and then you can fill it with 47 people. and have Right. So that's, that's, that would be the maximum amount. It, describe for our listeners what, what Galaxy One looks like. It's beautiful. It's got beautiful lines. It's 86 foot, so that's mm-hmm. 26 metres, um, built by Precision Motor Yacht in Perth. It was actually built by the owner, so he, it's custom to the way he wanted. So it's kind of built to excess. It's, it's classic design, so it's not, you know, a pop-out kind of thing. It's, it's really got beautiful lines, interesting layouts, got all different areas. So you've got the spacious open areas where the saloon lounge area is, back area where you can open up the cafe blinds and have breeze coming through and have quite a few people sitting at the one big table there. Um, You've got a private dining area. So it's really good for like if you have a family and you've got the kids, they can go in the private dining area and the adults at the back or you could have a corporate cruise. Same goes, the meeting in the dining area and the party is up the back. Then you've got the top deck and out the front lounge, lots of lounge area, yeah. So there's lots of different areas to go in there. Um, then, of course, if you're staying overnight, you've got the three luxury cabins. So that's uh, sleeping a total of six people. They all have en suites. So you've got the master suite that has the king bed and then you've got the two twin cabins. Which I can, I can attest um, are, are beautiful cabins. I've, I've seen all of them and I've, I've had my own crew cabin yeah at one point yeah <laughs> so it's, it's it's so amazing like it can you know you can sleep the the six crew as well and shut off that section of the vessel yeah and and feel like it's your own vessel so be out there cruising with your family and just relaxing uh even the galley the galley you imagine is a tiny little place but it's actually quite sizable, isn't it, Lisa? It's, it's a great galley. It really is. Yeah. I mean, you can do so much in that galley and it's beautifully laid out as well. No, it's definitely a, a bonus to the boat. Speaking yeah. of, of galley, what if people are um, interested, obviously food is a big part of the day. So I would believe that you would bring on land-based caterers for the day to, to take care of that? Yeah, we do. We have a particular catering company that we work with they work with other vessels as well so they they know the crew who can handle the waves and what have you or just like being on a boat um and yeah they've got a very good reputation they come in and we can like the galley has the the little doors that you can close off so they're private and they can just work their magic in there or we can open it up and you know have that guest interaction whatever they like but yeah it's um they come on they've got everything 
everything there that they need. Um, like you said, and it's such a good layout and quite spacious, which is the comments that a lot of the chefs make, that, that's pretty sizable. So it's good for them to work in for large numbers especially. It is, that absolutely. Now I'm guessing also obviously on your website for those that would require the catering, which would be everybody, um, there's uh, information on what's available, whether it's um, dinner menu, lunch menu, um, hors d'oeuvres, that sort of thing, that's all listed in your website. Yeah, we do have all that. Now, so with the layout of the vessel, we, we can do a buffet menu up for up to 20 people, just the way it's laid out. So um, for comfort, we suggest anything over 20, 20 to 47 people would be a canapé menu because um, of the different levels of the vessel. It's nice for, for our stewardesses to come out around with the food and there's all different levels of canapé so you can depending on the time duration of your cruise you can have a substantial canapé menu which is actually you know um sliders and lovely noodle boxes yeah lots of variety there and we're flexible too if you want to swap things out and dietary requirements all that kind of thing so yep that's all there okay now my mouth's watering because it's Mm. lunchtime and (laughs) i'm just visualizing what you've just said now, um, we mentioned earlier that you have uh, other boats available for charter. Can you tell us a little bit about what they are available for? So they're more of the they're at the other end of the market, really. They're the more BYO kind of cruises, parties. Um, you know, it's funny. All three vessels hold pretty much the same capacity. Um, they're just different layouts, and um, yeah, so. They, they've got menus of their own too. We do casual barbecues or BYO. We have bar menus that we can set up. Um, and they're all on Sydney Harbour, so they all roughly do the same things, Galaxy Ones. More of a luxury, obviously, luxury. You have to take your shoes off when you hop on Galaxy. Absolutely. The other boats you can <laughs> <laughs> Which is very, you know, normal for a luxury vessel. We want to maintain our teak decks and things like that. Um, yes. And actually, most people are happy with that as long as they've got the warning, especially the ladies want to paint their toes. But it is it is funny. Some people are a bit taken aback. But, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> they, they generally like to, they're like, you know what, great, we'll just relax kick our shoes off because there are the, those lovely lounge areas out the front. So that's, yeah, It um, sounds like there's plenty of choices to be had. I was chatting to you uh, earlier and I, have you had any unusual requests with any of your charters, anything that stands out that's a little kind of left of centre? Well, I guess doing the, um, the four-hour cruises and, and things like that, nothing majorly unusual like I can imagine what you'd get on those six-day charters because there's, so much more time to have those requests come in but I remember when we first took over Galaxy it's not really that unusual but there was a client that he he was booking through an agent so I was just speaking to the agent and eventually he got my number because he had so many questions and then once he had my number <laughs> my phone didn't stop ringing but he was like Charmaine I need to have the best party of the year this is for my staff it's uh, my birthday slash I think it was Christmas. He had everything all rolled in. He was going to have a magician, a band, transfer vessels coming to and from Galaxy to pick people up from the land. And he wanted tinsel. I said, oh, excuse me, sir, please. Please, no tinsel. Oh, boy. (laughs) Anyway, we got through all that. He was quite a character. And um, right at the end, I said, now, just a reminder, please make sure all your guests know there's no shoes on Galaxy. And that was it. He's like what nobody told me about that and I have to wear my shoes and he he was 
ready to cancel the cruise based <gasps> on those of his feet. He was fine. We worked through it. <laughs> it was quite funny. So he was really, and that was my first experience, um, you know, on not my first, but it was one of the first cruises of having this luxury vessel going from the party boats where everyone was, yeah, whatever. And then, um, yeah, so I was like, oh, my goodness, how do I deal with this? But you just, you know. You roll with it. You roll with it. And there was another one that was a wedding proposal, which was really lovely. But there was, you know, obviously, I mean, um, she must have known it was coming. They were walking along, you know, King Street Wharf, Darling Harbour, and, oh, let's hop on this boat. There we were. Randomly. Galaxy, right, randomly. (laughs) And then he'd also had a drone photographer, a still photographer. I had to organise rose petals and this particular champagne and then we had to hide and then so it was like he got on this boat and there was no one no on it. And, <laughs> <laughs> but we were all watching you from the little window cracks and everything trying that to is cry so cool. and and it's actually on our instagram somewhere um yeah beautiful photos oh. in front of the harbour bridge and the opera house and this drone footage oh just beautiful so what an amazing guy yeah i know right <laughs> But like surely she know yeah, it was it was it was really beautiful. And you know, yeah, so gender reveals and things like that where they pop the little cannon and the blue mist comes out and things like that. Yeah. Oh, gosh, that sounds so cool. You would I've you gone just, off track, you said yeah, unusual no. requests. They're not really unusual, but just nice and lovely, you yeah, know. That's that is lovely. You you've actually reminded me of a story uh, a few years ago. I was um I got a request every in between the full-time job I had overseas chefing on boats. I also I would take the odd freelance work, land-based catering and also on other boats if I had spare time in my calendar. And I got a request from a guy from Colorado who, young guy in his 20s, very successful in some sort of T-shirt design business, done very well for himself. And he had decided he was going to propose to his girlfriend in the British Virgin Islands. So they chartered a boat. And the plan for me was that I would go over to this deserted island called Sandy Key, which is like the ultimate deserted island. It's like a coconut tree Mm. and a couple of bushes and just the sand and the turquoise blue water all around it, very small island. So um, he wanted like a four-course dinner for the two of them with a steel pan drummer playing live. (laughs) He had the ring. So um, we got over there with my team and at that point it was sort of, late in the afternoon so there were boats anchored off this island including theirs with their friends and I was going to be setting up at some point on the island with little table and chairs and tiki torches and the steel pan drummer and Mm. it didn't make much difference to the couple because the girl could see that there were other boats out there and figured it was for somebody but not them obviously so little by little people started to disappear from the island because they were all heading back to their boats and then including their friends who um, said, look, we're going to head back. And and the guy said, well, I'm just going to stay with my girlfriend, enjoy the sunset on the beach. No. So he managed to slip me the diamond ring, which I then had to go and hide in a shell on For the sure. beach. <laughs> I was <laughs> petrified of him not finding it. <laughs> oh, wow. So anyway, he uh, takes her around the back and brings her up to where the, the conch shell is that has the ring in it and does the proposal and then comes around the other side and we've got the steel pan drummer gently playing and there's a tropical flower scattered on the beach and the sun's just gone down so the tiki torches are lit and anyway so we did the whole four four course dinner with lobster cooking in a barbecue and it was full-blown like french champagne and 
it, it was amazing. Um, and at the end of That's it, I, I said to him, How, what are you going to do for the wedding if this is just yeah, a proposal? <laughs> And he said, I know, right? I don't know. It's going to be tricky. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was that was pretty. I, I'd take my hat off to him for his uh, originality in coming up with that idea, and she was just blown away, of course. Yeah, yeah, because you wouldn't have expected it, having the friends there and things like that. And, that, yeah, she was seeing that table, but it was for someone else. Yeah. Oh, that's so lovely. And it's so nice to be part of that. So for you helping with that, it's so exciting and just lovely and it's just, I think, you know, that's the other thing about working on the vessel, luxury vessel. It doesn't have to be luxury. It just has to, but either way, you just watching people celebrate and come together. I guess I'm missing that at the moment, but like yes. um, it's the happy, happy times for them. And um, it's just really nice. And you just meet such beautiful people. And most people have just lovely hearts and making their way and just wanting to have a nice time, good time. Yeah, so it's, it's really nice to be a part of those occasions because they're all a special occasion, you know. Um, yeah, it's a great business to be in because, like you said, I mean, everyone's coming on board your boat to have a fantastic time. It's not like they're going to the yeah. dentist, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. right. And it's it just makes things that just, you just never know what you're going to get. It's just interesting. It's just, um, yeah, it's it's really great. And, and luxury does... Just because it's a luxury super yacht, it doesn't mean that mum and dads, small business owners, all walks of life that will go out and and treat their staff or themselves or their families to that um, kind of experience. And it can be just a small day charter or it can be three nights in the pit water of Sydney or up in the week Sundays. Yeah, lovely. It sounds fantastic. How how has COVID affected things for you since the beginning? How did were you able to to pivot your business in some other way, or was it basically just well, a shutdown until it was a shutdown? Yeah, it was a complete shutdown. What was that? Six or seven months. It was very very strange. Thankfully, mm. over winter, we when it was all coming about. Oh no, I'm fast forwarding to when we opened again. But yeah, we shut down. We basically had to use that time again for the maintenance, which you do every winter anyway, but um, you kind of need money to do your maintenance. So there's lots yes. of cleaning and things like that. Um, and we had, we still have the three vessels. So we're always kept busy in that respect, but it was very strange. The phone wasn't ringing. It was very weird that the, no emails, you were very lost. And you, you know, this is when you're updating this and updating that. When they kind of opened up and all of a sudden it was like a, a switch had been flipped and then the phones, boom, boom, boom. It was a lot of people were still very hesitant to get back in. But then once it all took off, we were very, very busy. It was great. October it was almost like one of our bumper years, um, bumper seasons. And then right in the what would usually be the busiest week of the whole year, so that week leading up to Christmas when you are doing two cruises a day, say, on, on Galaxy, plus we've got the other vessels. But, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to Sunday, every day, filling up every day of charters, fully catered, fully everything. Um, we had an outbreak in the northern beaches and they got oh. shut down. And we had literally, I was at the wharf, like at the, um, with, my, with my crew and the catering, ready to go across to the vessel. And I was getting phone calls of cancelling that day, you know, oh. two hours out of the charter. And then that affected our New Year's Eve, which affected our New Year, January, February, and then it picked up again and here we are again. But anyway, it's really affected us hugely. 
um, it's still very, we don't know what the future holds for us. Right. Yeah. No, it's it's just been a nightmare, hasn't it? I mean, yeah. they, I guess at least there's been patches of of There work were great available. patches. Yeah, mm. there were great patches. And, of course, um, everyone staying close to home, you had, and people sort of, when they were locked down, they missed out on all their special occasions, birthdays and that. So we had a lot of belated birthdays or, you know, work cruises and things like that they never got to do like we did for our own staff we couldn't do so you know obviously in the industry you do your own work Christmas parties uh, out of season and um, it was nice to do that but then yeah it was but yeah, yeah we weren't able to offer anything else really because we're on the water and it's that or nothing and yeah yes it's a bit hard to pivot in any direction other than opening or not yeah. opening yeah that's right that's exactly right where I was based, which was the British Virgin Islands, everything obviously went into lockdown like it did everywhere. But um, most recently, they've actually been able to reopen the borders to international travel because they've got a good setup where they basically have the, the guests tested uh, just four days before they arrive. Then uh, they need to have proof of being fully vaccinated and no mm. testing done once they get there, no quarantine needed, and off they go on their charters. And so business is booming. And um, a bit like you said, people are making up for lost time, certainly in the States, even though it's summer there, and which is normally a quieter season in the Caribbean because nobody's right. been able to get there through the winter. They're all racing in, in, yeah. in droves. So, yeah, all the boats are super happy and thrilled to bits and booked up. So that's, that's great news in that side of the world busting to get out again and no, no doubt I mean we're getting we're getting inquiries coming in for the spring summer good um anyway but you just want to cross your fingers for no more of those big lockdowns because they they have it's not just that lockdown period so say now in Sydney it's two weeks we've had to cancel a couple of cru- postpone a couple of cruises it has a ripple on effect. People get scared again and then they hesitate. What if? And mm. like, yeah, yeah. And we just need to get back out and get that vitamin D again and, and um, all that beautiful produce, fresh fruit. Yes, all that good stuff. You should feel better, less stressed straight away as soon as you're out there <laughs> on the water, you feel less stressed. So it all yeah. works around, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah. Now, moving to the left here a little bit, but uh, you and I also have something in common in that um, we're in the yachting industry, but we're also both artists. Can you tell me a little bit about what your art's all about? I've always loved art since, you know, school, all that kind of thing. And I guess, you know, like like many, you put it on the back burner as you go through the motions of family life and work and all that kind of thing. But um, it, it just, I'm just not, I'm a better person if I'm doing my art and it is my release and um, most of the time I can't really get to do it in summer at all. Actually, I literally have to close the door on my art shed and and pretend it doesn't exist otherwise I get very grumpy because I just don't (laughs) have the time. But in winter um, I make a point of trying to make a habit, get as much as I can done. I'm just still trying to discover my style and what have you, but I'm loving the process of it all. I paint mainly in watercolours and acrylics and... I do mainly flowers and birds because I'm getting to abstract kind of, I've been trying abstract florals and things like that, but like abstract landscapes and seascapes. I actually just did a seascape. I haven't put it on my socials yet. Huh. I did a, I did a, um, 
a seascape for Galaxy, actually, uh, oh. we just trying to brighten up the interior, the aqua sort of teal colours coming in. There was a nice um, neutral painting there, which I've taken off and put this one on, and I'm actually really proud of it, and I love it. It's um, Yeah, I started off thinking for Galaxy, you know, thinking Galaxy stars, everything like that, but also underwater. I'm really happy with it. And then we also have a farm, and so... It reminded me of a lake, uh, of the dam at the farm. So this painting, I look at it, it's one that I look at and I still love it. <laughs> There's nothing wow. there that I want to change and it's so different from my usual small, little, well, because of my time restrictions, I paint small, little birds, little flowers. Um, we have an aviary in our backyard, things like that, and I'm just that's where my inspiration comes from. So, yeah, really love my little retreat in my backyard, which is an old garden shed. Yeah, I can splash about in there. That's my my release time, my time. Charmaine's work is really beautiful to look at. Um, Charmaine, if people want to uh, jump on social media to have a, a sneaky peek at your beautiful artwork, where would they go? Oh, thank you. Yep. Or Instagram, it's charmaine.asplet.art. If you just look up Charmaine Asplet Art, you'd find me there on Instagram. Same with Facebook, Charmaine Asplet Art. Um, yeah, I use, I've been trying to get a bit more and doing my stories and reels of my process everyone loves that I think yeah. um yeah people just love watching that I think if it's different from what they're used to you don't I've got to be braver and sharing more of my art I think you um, do I'm realizing now I mean I love it my heart just I just when I think of I think about it all the time and I think if other people can feel that same feeling that I feel, or you know, as you do when you're looking at other art or, or yes. whatever that inspires you. Uh, the lovely comments that I get about about it is um, the reason to keep doing it and showing it. And then, even if it is just for my own relaxation, it's very important. So yeah, definitely, it's that. a good it's yeah. a good balance in your life for sure. Yeah, that's right because it's crazy busy, and then that's that's just the thing for me. I'm put on my podcast, of course, or my music and. Um, I'm in another world. Just go into your little art zone. Now, if people want to, and I know that they definitely should, what a book, uh, Galaxy One for Charters and the other boats, how would they do that? Well, we have um, the website for Galaxy Charters, simply Mm -hmm. galaxycharters.com.au. We have a Facebook uh, page and Instagram page for Galaxy Charters as well. So you Galaxy Luxury Yacht Charters is the Facebook page and Galaxy One Luxury Yacht Charters is the Instagram page. Um, yeah, so they can go through that. And then the other vessels, well, they could go to Condor, condor.com.au. That's a small catamaran. And the other vessel would be through that as well. So Perfect. Yeah. Now, if you were a guest and it could be any boat anywhere in the world that maybe you haven't been to yet, what kind of a boat would you like to be on and where would you like to go? I think, well, Galaxy, I know that's, you know, I think of sailing boats with actual sails. I think, no, that would be too exposed for me, I think. <laughs> um, look, I've always dreamed that the master plan for um, my husband and I is to eventually be able to charter the vessel in places, cans and all that kind of thing. The Mediterranean comes to mind for me. I've never been there. Just anywhere where there's full sun, blue water, and is actually remote. I'm ready to leave the the hustle and bustle kind of thing. And, um, yeah, blue water, swimming, snorkeling, that kind of thing. 
just something relaxing. Oh, probably that sounds somewhere. like an ideal situation for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your day uh, to share your journey into our industry. Everybody, if you're passing through Sydney, you've heard the information on how to get in touch with Charmaine to book these beautiful boats, but you also need to go on to her Instagram and look at these incredible paintings that she does, which are really 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 good so thank you so oh, much for so spending nice. time with me today for a chat you're welcome Lisa that was a really lovely chat it's lovely too because you're an artist as well and it, uh, it was just like a nice conversation um, about what we both do and the beauty of having sharing it all with other people and the, the lovely occasions that we're going to experience very soon in a few more months great thanks so much done. Charmaine Before I go, if you'd like to hear more information on today's podcast or you have any questions at all for me, you can contact me at my website, lisamead.com, L-I-S-A-M-E-A-D.com. Don't forget to subscribe or follow wherever you listen to your podcasts and you can even follow me at Chef Lisa Mead on Instagram. Until next time, I'm Chef Lisa Mead and you've been listening to Tales of a Luxury Yacht Chef.